It's Robin Marshall, America's number one sugar mom. I found so many things out. You're not going to believe this. I am like a wealth of knowledge today, and it's all about sex. Huh. Guaranteed, for the next 15, 20 minutes, you're going to enjoy yourself. Both hands on the table right now as I begin. Come on. Let me see them. And for some reason, everybody loves when I come up with these sex facts. And no, they're not from personal experience. At least, not all of them. But I had to pull from the recesses of my mind to come up with these things. Firstly, we automatically perceive people who smell good as being more attractive. Now, that's true. I happen to know this because one time when I was on a train in New York City... I spilled my entire salad on my lap, and I had blue cheese dressing all over me walking to work. And can I tell you how many people stopped and smelled me as I walked by through the streets of the city? Who needs expensive perfume when you can smell like blue cheese? And I happen to know that wearing the scent of grapefruit makes you seem like you're at least 10 years younger. Don't waste time asking how I know. Just go to the grocery store, buy a grapefruit, and rub some on your wrists and behind your ears. Try it. What do you have to lose? But wait till you hear this. Ginger stimulates feelings of excitement that's associated with sex. And eating ginger elevates your heart rate so it gets your blood flowing and it gets you excited for the night ahead. You gotta keep some ginger in the fridge. Or if you go out to eat, When he goes to the bathroom, just put a little bit in his food. You're sure to have a great night. And you're not going to believe this, but this is true. There's a recent study that showed men are more upset than women are after a breakup. I can see that because they spend so much time pretending like they don't care or not showing us enough that by the time we break up, we've had it. We just wash our hands of that man and we're out the door. So that one makes sense. Now, I don't agree with this one, but this same study shows that men and women can't just be friends. I totally disagree. The fact that you might have slept together once, I don't think that counts. Because if you're not sleeping together anymore and you're friends now, now it's just the test that got screwed. I think they needed to reword that question. Have you ever slept with somebody and still been friends with them after you've slept with them and you're not sleeping with them anymore? That's the way it should have gone. I've said this before and I'm saying it again and I'm not meaning to gross you out, but it is the truth. Sperm is an anti-aging treatment. It has a tightening effect on the skin. So rather than waste it, Save it for later before you go to bed. It's cheaper than a lot of that stuff you buy over the counter. It's a hell of a lot less expensive than Botox. (laughs) Oh, Just put it in a little bottle so it looks like it's some kind of cream, real cream. (laughs) This way you won't be thinking about what it is when you use it. (laughs) And besides, nobody likes to swallow that stuff. Why not put it to good use? And it's fattening. There's five calories in a teaspoon of semen. Really? (laughs) All right, I'll move along. If 
if your guy hasn't slept in a while, he's more likely to think that you want to have sex with him. This is not a joke. Like we are attracted to men that look like they're cross-eyed and can't stand up straight. Yes, that does it for me. Now, here's something that you might find interesting. People who are into kinkier sex just might be physiologically healthier. Why? I'd have to delve into that one to find out. But if I had to think about it, physiologically healthier, it takes a lot more effort to do things like keep your arms above your head in cuffs or bending in different positions might tighten muscles. What the hell else? That one's got me. I'm stumped. Now, endorphins released during sexual activity create a euphoria that's very similar to an opioid drug. That's for men and women. And did you know that the foodies out there are not just called foodies for a reason? Some people have the same feeling of arousal when they think about food as when they're having sex. I can't think of one thing that stimulates me. And now I'm sitting here really pondering this one, and I'm picturing all kinds of things like strawberries with whipped cream and cheesecakes. and Nothing does it for me. I don't get it, but I'm not a foodie. And anytime I go out to eat with somebody, I always ask them to pick the restaurant because I could care less about the food. And for those of you that think that the pulling out method is safe, let me just be the one to tell you here. After ovulation, a female's egg is fertile for 24 to 48 hours. So a man's sperm can live for 48 hours in the female's body. So do the math and be very careful because there have been documented cases of live sperm discovered eight days after sex. Like I should talk. I'm the one with the five kids here. And only three of them were planned. And the other two know it. In fact, it's a family joke. (laughs) Your father didn't want you. I did. (laughs) I'm such a good mom. 12% of adults have had sex at work. I can raise my hand on that one. How about you? A closet is a girl's best friend. Or an elevator. You talk about going up and going down. Whoa. Just so you don't feel alone, around 30% of women have trouble orgasming. Wait, is there such a word as orgasming? Reaching an orgasm. 30%. Actually, I thought it was higher. And you know, a lot of it is because they're not carefree enough to take care of themselves if their partner doesn't know how. Let loose. Let yourself go. You're supposed to enjoy yourself just like he is. That's why God gave you two hands. Really? Also part of this study, they found that good sex triggers the region of the brain associated with falling in love. My advice to you is have sex with one person. Falling in love with multiple people is insanity. It's a train wreck. It's just one of those out-of-control times in your life that you want to avoid, like the plague. One guy, one love. And wow, the guy you're with is going to love this. According to this study, people who have sex once or twice a week have their immune systems boosted slightly. So sex makes you healthy. That headache you keep 
flaunting in his face, it doesn't work anymore because he can cure your headache with one good session. Your husband or boyfriend is going to use this line on you. I'm preparing you now. If he's listening to me, this is his ammunition. A man can reduce his chances of having prostate cancer by having at least four orgasms a week. Take care of your guy because he can use that after having an affair and coming back to you and saying, I was only trying to protect my prostate. And it's true. There are some foods that boost your sex drive. One of them are black raspberries. Not only your sex drive, but endurance. Oysters are also high in zinc, which is really good with testosterone production and healthy sperm. And we already discussed healthy sperm earlier, like eight minutes ago. Watermelon has lots of amino acid, and it's good for the cardiovascular system, which helps relax blood vessels that increase your sex drive. All these things are just unbelievable facts. Did you know that sex is 10 times more effective than Valium? Every time you get into a crisis situation and you reach for a Valium in your purse, grab the closest guy instead and find that closet I was talking about earlier. What can it hurt? This is something to share with your daughters. One in nine young ladies has used the morning after pill after sex. Keep your little ones educated. They're too young to take those pills, which means they're too young to have had that sex. And of course, as I always say, stay on top of your gynecological visits. Make sure you go once a year because lots of STDs, or as they call them now, STIs, show no symptoms for up to five years. And that's not good. This one fascinates me. Your pain threshold increases significantly during arousal. So, if you're the type of woman that likes to have your hair pulled, now you know why. It all makes sense. You know the part of your brain that triggers fear and anxiety? It shuts down when you have an orgasm. Have no fear when your orgasm is here. And that orgasm releases sort of an anti diuretic hormone, which is why you probably find yourself not being able to pee right after sex. But you should pee as soon as possible after sex to prevent UTIs. And that's a urinary tract infection. Now, this is really interesting. A blowjob is the number one sexual act desired by straight men. And younger kids consider a blowjob not to be sex. I can remember my own teenagers saying that they heard of girls going in the bathroom and doing this with guys. And my own daughters didn't think that it was considered sex. And could you just imagine the conversation between myself and my kids as they're looking at me with that look and I'm explaining when you put a man's penis in your mouth, I would strongly suggest that is called sex. My, how the times have changed. The average cost of a bra and panty set is 75 bucks. If you're on a budget, skip it. Go naked. And teddies are right up there too. Don't you secretly wonder how big he is? I mean, if you're not in the bedroom and you're just now dating and you want to know this, and I mean, there is no way to find out properly. I guess you just have to wait until the event takes place. But the largest known penis recorded 
And I take pause here because all those men that I've heard throughout the years saying, oh, I'm 14 inches and they can't get laid and they need help, that's bullshit. And I'm like, I need my mom. I need to go home. 11 inches. Tops. And seriously, know your limitations. Nobody has to last a half an hour. That's a way to have an infection. Friction is not always our friend. Be careful. This is unbelievable. Older women are more likely to say they've orgasmed during their last sexual encounter than younger women. And I think that's because younger women seem to have a lot on their minds. And they're just not focusing. Right? Makes sense. And don't you know, of all times, my gardener shows up and I hear the lawnmower while I'm into this heavy subject as I'm sitting in my stool in my panties and bra. And of course, the slats are open in my Venetian blinds. So I'm not moving. I'm not looking towards the window. I'm waiting for him to leave. Notice how I got quiet. It's like I almost thought he could hear me. (laughs) I'm praying he doesn't look in the window. Why do I need to be dressed while I'm recording? There's nobody here but me. And I'm talking about something that's pretty hot. (laughs) Especially this next thing that I found out. This one kind of bothers me. Between the ages of 20 and 59, women have an average of four sex partners during their lifetime. And men have an average of seven, which means I'm going to hell. Just mark the way, mark that path downwards. I'll be there sooner than later. My own husband used to say to me, I bet you've slept with half the continental United States, haven't you? I couldn't answer. I mean, it was the 70s. And finally, something that's going to make you feel wonderful. Yes, 75% of men always reach orgasm during sex, but only 29% of women do. Actually, most women aren't able to climax through straight vaginal intercourse and need some other kind of stimulation. Why is that man still standing in my window trimming with that trimmer thingy? I'm afraid to turn around and look. So there you have it. More sex facts just when you thought you'd known it all. Hell, I didn't know half this stuff. I've just been studying. (laughs) And it's fun, especially when you're not dressed and someone's looking at you through the window. My problem is I can't get up because if I get up, then he's going to see all the parts of me as I walk out of the room. It's my own damn fault for leaving those blinds open. Oh, my God. The man is knocking on my window And my dog is looking at him. She's just got her paws up on the glass, just staring at him. Some watchdog. Thanks, Lucy. My little sugar dog. Okay, so I'm stuck. Doesn't mean you have to be. It's been wonderful telling you all of this stuff. I'll let you know how I get out of this situation next time we talk. You hear him, right? He's still here. (sighs) The situations I get myself into are ridiculous. I mean, absolutely ridiculous. Until next time. And I wonder if I'll be able to top this one. Hey, by the way, you might want to head over to my website, sugarmom.net. So now he's brought his friends. (laughs) Do you hear this? Oh, what else can I tell you? There's lots of blogs on my website, pictures, quizzes that you can take. 
This is one of those situations that I just don't know what to do because there are windows. As soon as I leave this room, there's windows right there, the courtyard, and there's someone in there. So no matter where I go, everybody's getting an eyeful. This sucks. Sugarmom.net or find me on Facebook. Lots of fun there. The conversations that go on are a hoot. Sugarmom on Facebook or Real Sugarmom on Twitter. Next, I'm talking to you about what you can possibly do with a Ford. <laughs> a Ford, like as in the car. I got to figure this out. I'll be right back. <laughs> It's Robin Marshall, America's number one sugar mom. Do you ever do things that are downright naughty? I mean, not just for our age, but I mean really naughty. <laughs> I don't know. Something just happens to me every once in a while. I guess it's who I'm with. I usually don't do things like this by myself. But maybe there's just a certain look that somebody has for a minute, like a a little twinkle in their eye that sort of eggs me on. And this electrical spark just happens. And I become this other woman, the kind of woman my mother would not be happy to know about. But she's not here anymore. And she's probably looking down, shaking her head at me. But I don't know. Do you do that kind of stuff? Like, do you have sex outside? Do you go up to strangers and just say things to change their day? Do you ever want to take your clothes off and run through your backyard with a picket fence that might have a few inches in between each picket? <laughs> Is that what they call them? <laughs> Plank? Planks. <laughs> I don't know what... I can't explain why... This happens, but I almost feel like I'm on overdrive. For days and days and days, I'm working, 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 taking care of everything I have to take care of. There's no downtime. There's really no me time. And then I just let loose. I go crazy. I don't hurt anybody. And not too many know that I've done what I've done. But God damn, it feels good. Tell me you don't do this too. If you don't, might I highly suggest you try it? <laughs> Talk about sprucing up your sex life. So I went to see Wicked, and it's one of my absolute favorite plays. And I was so overwhelmed with how good they did. I mean, and I've seen that show on Broadway. And here I am in Dallas, and I swear to you, it was just as good, if not better, than the version on Broadway. I mean, it's not an emotional play. It's more of a comedy. But it was so good that it made me cry at the end. And that's when I knew I was going to have one of those moments. If I cry at the end of a comedy because it's so good, I must be exhausted, on overdrive, or... Had it to the top of my head. So we walked to our car, and I knew that I had on something sexy under my dress. My dress was pretty, and I was just feeling that feeling. And we started to drive, 
And I look over at him, and he looks really good. He was dressed really well, just the way I like. And uh, <laughs> the poor man just didn't even see it coming. Well, might be a poor choice of words, but I just started to take my dress off. So first I asked him, are these windows tinted? And he, he says, why? I said, I don't know. I was just wondering. And he opened his window a little bit, if you could just picture and showed me the difference between outside and inside. Like, duh. I just want to know what people can see in, not what we can see out. Jeez. He says, they're slightly tinted. I said, so, I mean, if a truck drove by us, would they be able to see in? And then he just looked at me. Like, he knows me well enough to know that there is something amiss. Kept driving. I reached behind me, and I just unzipped my dress. Why not? Why can't we have fun? And I slid one shoulder off the shoulder that he couldn't see, and he still didn't know what I was doing. And then I pointed to something out his side window so that he would turn his head a little bit, and I slid the other shoulder off, and he still didn't know because I had the dress up. And he got involved in driving again, and I just slid my dress off in the car. I'm in my 50s. And I'm sitting in the passenger seat in lingerie. And damn, I'll tell you, I think I looked pretty good. And even if I didn't look good, I'd feel really good doing that kind of thing. Just every once in a while. It's not every day that I drive around with no clothes on. So <laughs> the next thing I see is he turns to me to ask me a question. And he sees me sitting there with no clothes on. Well, I have very lovely titillating lingerie on and he is <laughs> just like jaw dropping one of those moments that's what I was looking for that's what I needed it wasn't the fact I took my clothes off I needed somebody to have a reaction to me and that was the reaction I was looking for you really ought to try it sometime <laughs> And we drove for a while, and I just, you know, put my heel up on the dashboard, and then I crossed my legs, and I put the other heel and I uncrossed my legs, and I just acted very nonchalantly, like, this is something I do every day. And his head is just going back and forth and back and forth, and I keep telling him, you know, you really ought to keep your eyes on the road. Remember that song? Keep your eyes on your driving, keep your hands on the wheel. <gasps> The next thing you know, we are almost home. He says, I can't stand it anymore. He pulls into this dark alley, takes me out of the car, and I rediscovered the hood of a car. And can I tell you, it's cold. <laughs> but it'll be a conversation we can have and laugh about. Forever. He calls himself a Ford man. Now he calls me a Ford woman. <laughs> I'll skip the details, but it was worthwhile. And as we were done, <laughs> I said to him, I need something, you know, like, give me a Kleenex or something. I said, give me your shirt. <laughs> he says, no, it's a clean shirt. <laughs> Oh, I think that was too much information. But 
my point is, you got to try new things. You got to do things that you are so outside of your element in to wake yourself up. Because once you do, you'll realize what you still have left inside of you. No more school marm. No more stay at home. No more just being the mom or just being his wife. This is you. And this is eye-opening stuff that you need to try. And if you don't like it, fine. Go back to the way you were. But how are you going to know if you don't take a risk? It doesn't have to be a Ford. (laughs) And there's always the trunk. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Let me go before I really get myself in trouble. Pray to God my kids don't hear this podcast. It's Robin. Thanks for listening. And letting me share. Oh, he's going to kill me if he hears this. And oh, wait, hang out, because I want to talk to you about the Olympics. Even though we're past it, I mean, we've already been talking about sex. Let me tie the two together. It's Robin Marshall, Sugar Mom. It's Robin Marshall, America's number one sugar mom. I was reading on CNN about the Olympics and the athletes and the habits they practice before their event. And there are unproven facts that state an athlete should not engage in sex before they partake in whatever sport they're involved in. On the other hand, it's been known And I think it was this year or last year that 140 condoms were passed out at the events. It's understood that a lot of athletes believe that it helps their endurance while flying through the air or swimming through the water or bicycling or whatever the world they do. Now, wouldn't you feel the opposite? I can understand the adrenaline high while doing your sport. But I think I'd be scared to death that I would be drained ahead of time if I had sex prior to. A lot of athletes claim that it just puts them on a higher high, gives them that second wind, the edge they need. It's just so funny how so many athletes react so differently. Picture yourself on skis at the top of a mountain about to go down and wind around and twist and turn and you just got laid the night before or hours before. They talk about finding closets and locker rooms. How does that heighten your endurance? I mean, I don't smoke, but I'd be looking for a cigarette while standing there on those skis. But to each his own, I guess. And they've done all kinds of clinical studies about those who have had sex prior and those who haven't. And they found that they tested those that had sex the night before the event and those that had sex an hour or two before the event. And there's really no difference or the differences are so varied that they can't possibly write anything that is exact. So, hey, you know, if I were an athlete and I am not denying that I love sex, But if I were involved in a sport as tremendous and exhilarating and demanding as any sport within the Olympics, I would want to be on my game. And I'm just not sure that sex would do it for me because 
I think my passion would lend itself towards my event. And I'm not talking about the sexual event. We could do the sexual stuff after the event. Why couldn't we have post-Olympics? And sex could be our category of sport. Hell, most of us would get a medal of some sort hands down. And if you were to ask me right now, sex is my game. But that's because I haven't been trained for anything else. Doesn't that make more sense? It's like having a really nice drink afterwards. Now, maybe I'm wrong, but when you've been with your partner sexually and you're done, do you see them jump onto a treadmill? (laughs) Do they just jump out of bed and start running in place? Or maybe there's a polo stick in your corner and they just start jumping on it? I mean, no. We usually just lay there and cuddle up and talk a bit or kiss a little or pet or whatever you do afterwards, but it certainly isn't running laps around the house. God, I wish I understood this. That second rush of adrenaline. Is it like runner's high, but you get more of it after sex? And then if you think about it the other way around, maybe sex is what stimulates them enough to want to do their sport. Maybe they can't swim laps without having sex ahead of time. Jeez, oh man, I feel badly for their partners during Olympic season. Whew, if that athlete is the sex type, you stand no chance of surviving. Or at least walking without hobbling for the next month. Damn. And we can't say what's in it for us. (laughs) Been there, done that. The whole season. No less. So, the next time you find yourself in a room with 20 or more athletes, ask them, before you go outside and run, would you rather have sex beforehand? Or would you rather come home and clean up and have sex after? Or how about somebody that plays contact sports, football, baseball, basketball? Ask them. If you know a team, if you have the balls to ask this kind of question, ask Do you guys get laid before you play? Or do you wait until after, when all the adrenaline rush is gone? Are you in need of a second adrenaline rush? Sex before sports or sports before sex? Or could you possibly be one of those normal people that only needs one of the above? I mean, too much of a good thing isn't good for anybody. We're talking double dipping here. I'll leave the rest up to you. You do the research. (laughs) And I pray you're not the partner of the one you're researching. Because, I mean, there's only so far we can go. Unless you've got some superwoman cape in your closet. God bless you, girl. Talk to you next time. It's Robin. Your very own sugar mom. Westwood One Podcast Production.